I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Does 9-11 count as a live TV fail? Oh, no. Oh, my. Right. I'm not coming back on this show again. Okay. I'm out. That's on the blooper reel. <laughs> Ahoy there, and welcome to Goats, the greatest show on the high seas. I'll be your captain for tonight, Sebek Lark. My shipmates this week are Commodore Vinny and Cabin Boy Michael, with special guest, back for another go, Helmsman Josh. Before we get started, I'm don't be a helmsman. What? <laughs> Before we get started, don't forget to tell all your friends about this shit show, as well as following us on Instagram and giving us a five-star rating on your podcast player of choice. And if you can afford it, don't forget to give us a handful of booty on Patreon. Before we crack on, how are we all doing? Have you watched Pirates of the Caribbean recently? Saying, Why the pirate theme? <laughs> Why are you asking fans for a handful of their booty? Yeah. It's a bit suspicious. Oh, classic, sir. It's a rape thing. God it's not a rape sir. thing. That, no. It's a play on words. And I'm role-playing. Because it's hmm. a role... It's, uh, uh, fucking okay. Switch okay. on. Right. How are right. you all doing? Were you role-playing as a pirate or a massive twat? <laughs> well, if I was a massive twat, I'd just sound like you, wouldn't I? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Deflected. Oh, I gave you that. That was good. <laughs> right. How have we all done? How are we all doing? Fantastic, mate. Vinny, you've been on holiday. Shag any yeah. birds out there? Uh, well, I was on holiday <laughs> with my family, so I hope not. Shag any birds out there? <laughs> Don't oh, ask the God. same question twice. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I had a great time just drinking delicious red wine and eating delicious baguettes every day. And then I, we all got COVID on the last day. Oh, the, shit. <laughs> the, uh, the, the ferry back home was all pretty awful. We were just all stuck in this cabin, all really ill. And there was a baby who was refusing to eat and screaming the entire time, oh, the entire gosh. six hours. Plus, mm. it was really wavy, so we all got really sick as well. Oh, no, that's... But, oh. but when I got home, there was a 400 quid tax rebate waiting for me. So, Ooh, happy days. Yeah. Happy nice. days. Taking money from the poor and the government. <laughs> I am the poor. <laughs> Have you started your new job then, Vinny, actually? Because you said work's been really busy today. Or... No, I just lied. 
He just lied oh. because he didn't want to do the fun thing that I'd come up with. Do, no, oh, do yeah, by the way, everyone listening, I had this great idea to record this episode in a virtual studio in an MMORPG online. And basically, we didn't do it because no one could be bothered. So, no. Whoa, no, 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 hold no. on. Hold that on. That's not too fair. much effort to We self. didn't do it because you told us three hours before we were supposed to do it, guys, I've got this great idea. Please, can we make this very complicated, difficult thing happen? And we were all like, well, we can't. We're busy right until the time we record. And even you were busy. <laughs> so yeah. I don't... <laughs> you work basically until, and you get home and then you record straight away. So when we... <laughs> Look, mate, I make dreams come true. Josh, what have you been up to? So he's told his last three victims. <laughs> oh, my God. I have, uh, I've just also recently gotten back from holiday. I've uh, been down in uh, Big Up Cornwall, nice. down south. Uh, go there every year, always has been. Love it there. Uh, that's why I'm slightly browner than I was last year. You do time. look very um, brown, Josh. It's very Turkish looking. Yeah, yeah, well. I thought it was yeah. a filter, but... <laughs> brown and, <laughs> I have to say, Josh, you're looking very trim. You're looking good. Oh, thank you. I've been eating nothing but chicken and rice and broccoli for about three months now and going to the gym, so something must be working. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> Unbelievable. That yeah. stuff to, who would have thought that eating well and exercising would be... I know, I mate, I do it all the time. I have like on and off insomnia, <laughs> and eventually I'll be like, what if I just try not going on my phone until two in the morning, eating a bit yeah. better and going to the gym. And I'm like, Next, yeah. this is amazing. I feel <laughs> oh so my much God, better. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I do I do feel like it's very simple. It's just you've got to have the motivation to want to do it. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes yeah. The, simplest, um, the simplest things are the hardest, like my cock. Yeah. Now, Michael, what okay. have you been up to? No. <laughs> um, not a lot, really. Uh, got in a fight with uh, a few lads down the pub. Mm. Um, yeah. You should have fucking seen them, though. I've got this, mate. They are all dead. <laughs> Jesus. Isn't your local so, pub just your kitchen? Christ. You don't really have a pub. Uh, no, it's a proper pub. Um, it's still got carpets on the floor. I've been in there once for a dare uh, with a couple of our mates, and um, you can ask them. It's not the place you ever want to go. Not because it's rough. It's not like you're not going to get like stabbed. It's just... It's so rural, Michael's too brown to get in. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, like it—it it literally, it's like it's like owned by a private bloke. Like he just owns it outright. It's not like a pub that you know normally they're like kind of franchises and stuff, aren't they? Well, yeah. that's a good thing. We should be supporting independent businesses, Michael. No, because he just locks the door to anyone who's not like his four mates, and so they go in there and like piss on the carpets, and the dogs like shit on the floor, and then you go in there as a a local village man trying to go to the local pub, and it's just like silence and eyes, and you're like hello and they're just like fuck off <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> so you're saying that i wouldn't be able to get in with my new turkish look you would you would never ever get in because you've never been to fenton for a start and then even if you had even even if you were born bred and lived in fenton for your entire life you unless you've sucked off the owner you're not getting in i mean i'm not even funny josh with that tan you actually just wouldn't get into fenton they just chased you out. Yeah. Stop me at the border gate. It is an absolute shithole. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> on that note, shall we move on? You shall. Yeah. If the goal of a video game is escapism, which I believe it probably is, in my humble opinion, I think escapism is probably the it's the purest reasoning behind any entertainment, really, is the escape. Fun. 
Well, we're being a bit more technical than that, aren't we, Michael? <laughs> fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I'm I joking. didn't know fun wasn't an emotion. Fun <laughs> yeah, how dare you have fun, Michael? <laughs> yeah, exactly. To... How dare you have fun in your life, you fucking... No, that's true, don't actually. Know. Well, <laughs> after fun, I'd say escapism <laughs> is probably up there. You know, I would say, for me, that's why I play games, is to escape. Hmm. And I would say no genre does that better than role-playing video games or RPGs. Mm. Now, they were obviously inspired by the OG RPGs of the 70s, like D&D, proper fucking pen and paper. People got hurt, man. Mm. Those games, like the RPGs that came after them, opened up an entire world of fantasy and imagination to to, to sort of fall into. I feel like the, the truest signal of a good RPG for me is like when there's a fantasy world that you feel like is fully fleshed out you feel like Mm. every single facet of the universe that you're enjoying is there to be explored um whether you make that up in your own head or whether you're enjoying someone else's creation and from galloping around velen as the brooding Geralt, was it Geralt? i've always said Geralt. i think it's Geralt. yeah gerald yeah i think so Geralt. yeah can't it be gerald gerald yeah why not you're not gerald do you want to go and kill some monsters, lad? No, I'm a bit tired. I want to go whorehouse instead. What the fuck was that? So from galloping around as Geralt to repeatedly getting your ass fucking handed to you in Dark Souls, or even forming a guild, taking on bosses and eventually getting groomed in World of Warcraft, <laughs> nothing gives you a better escape oh, from real life than as an <laughs> RPG. Getting groomed is a bit of an escape, I suppose. Mate, it's, it's the classic... Just ask Philip Schofield's boyfriend. It's an escape from Satan. Yeah, so that's how you know that you're playing a proper RPG. If someone starts asking how old you are and where you live, that's when you fucking... That's when you're on the real shit. Life is the RPG, mate. But yeah, nothing gives you a better escape from real life than a good video game RPG. Mm. But which is best? Well, as I'm sure you can see or hear, I have assembled a crew of the most autistic people I could find. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Me, me. I want to go first. All right, Vinny. Okay. You can go first. I'm going to get a timer going. I wanted to go first. Well, you didn't fucking say anything, did you, Michael? Well, too, fu- too fucking late, mate. Right. The time is starting now. For those of you who are new to the format, obviously... I do feel like the people who've tuned in for GOAT RPG are probably some of the more long-standing listeners. I don't think... Um, also, I like how we timed it that it's going to be Amy. So we're going to get in a bunch of whole new listeners, all for like zany, exciting things. And then we've got back-to-back GOAT historical battle and GOAT video game RPG. That'll fucking keep them in. It'll keep me in, for sure. Mate, it'll keep me fucking hard, mate. Right, anyway, as more long-standing listeners of this podcast will know, when it's a foursome and not just a threesome, there's only 10 minutes on the clock for mm-hmm. each contestante. So, Vinny, you've told me that you've colour-coded your script, and that gives me a lot of hope, not just for how autistic you are, mm-hmm. but for how quickly we're going to get through this episode. <laughs> so, Vinny, without further ado, please let the verbal diarrhoea commence. At the turn of the second millennia, Bethesda Studios... <laughs> straight away, gone for it. We are knee-deep levels of autism right now already. No, no, no warming the bitch up, just straight away. Slot it <laughs> I'm ready to speedrun this bitch. <laughs> you have to go along with the ride. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right. Okay. <clears throat> right, Vinny, go, go, go. At the turn of the second millennia, 
Bethesda Studios was in big financial troubles. Despite their original IP, The Elder Scrolls, doing fine in sales, their other developed games did not do so fine. With the company only being able to finance one last project, they began work on what would become The Elder Scrolls III Morrowind. Not only was it an instant hit with reviewers being handed several Game of the Year awards, but it was an instant success with the consumer market as well, propelling both Bethesda and Morrowind's project leader, Todd Howard, into the household names we know them as today. So what is Morrowind then? Well, it's a first-person action RPG set in the high-fantasy magical land of Tamriel. The story goes that you are a prisoner of any chosen sex, race, and background who has been escorted to the brutal and hostile island of Vardenfell, home of the Dark Elves. Upon arriving, you can either pick a pre-made class, or more fun, you could just customise your own class. Picking from a pool of 27 skills, you could be anything you want to be. Afterwards, you're freed and told to deliver a package to some dude in the neighbouring city, but you absolutely do not have to. And that's the first main appeal of Morrowind. Freedom. You can go wherever you want, you can play however you want, and you can be whoever you want. The game doesn't pigeonhole players into the main quest, or any quests if they don't want to. You could just explore the nearby caves, or find out what's going on beyond those mountains in the distance, or even just ask around town, see if there's any side quests to do. It's completely up to you on how you want to play the game. You can even kill anyone you want in the entire game. Really? Yeah, it doesn't matter how significant they are to the plot. Well, they because they can't they don't want they don't want the players to be killing kids, so they, they, they just yeah. isn't any kids. Uh, oh, I know. Is that was the worst bit about Skyrim? Yeah, I I would rather they just didn't have kids because it's annoying that yeah, you can't do Yeah, because they come up an- to you and they're like, rah, 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 they literally, and, you, and you just want to be like, you, fucking Fusro Dar, that yeah. little fucker, like a mile away. And, they, and he just he yeah. just stands there looking at you. Yeah, you just like start like hitting him with a sword, and he just like stands there like, oh, mommy. And he doesn't die. Yeah, <laughs> like confessions of a serial killer. Damn, I can't kill the kids. This sucks. <laughs> That's interesting that you can kill anyone no matter how important to the story, though, because you can't do that in Skyrim at all. Yeah, or Oblivion. It's really annoying in that stuff because mm. it's fun to just, like, quick save and then just be like, right, I'm just going to go on a murder spree, you know, just for the fun of it, mm. and then realise you can't kill yeah. half the characters around you because they're important to the plot, which sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you can kill anyone you want. The only thing is if they are important to the plot, it will say, it'll, a little text thing will come up saying you have severed the, the ties of prophecy, basically saying you might want to restart your game because something's going to be broken. You can't do this. Yeah, do that, some yeah. like important quest will be broken way down the line or something. But the option's always there. Mm. The second thing players might appreciate is the actual world itself. Morrowind has maybe the most unique, strange, and fascinating world I've ever explored. It's absolutely like nothing I've ever played in a video game before. Despite it carrying the usual tropes of elves and magic... It's like you're in a totally alien world. The people of Morrowind don't eat chicken eggs. They harvest eggs from these giant insect-like creatures called quava. They don't ride on horses from place to place. They sit atop silt striders, these massively tall alien-looking squid creatures which use their giant tendril-like legs to walk across any terrain. Countrysides are littered with mushroom trees in some regions, whilst other parts may be more akin to African savannas or even ash-filled dead wastelands. 
Wizards live in giant mushroom towers they've erected, whilst the people of Aldrune live in a giant, hollowed-out crab husk. Despite its otherworldliness, everything in the world makes sense. It feels very grounded and feels very lived in. There's a lot of complicated history and a lot of depth to the, the history and the, the factions and the characters and the people of this game. Hell, we'd be here for hours if we were to just discuss the game's politics, like the internal politics between all the factions. Mm. And there are also countless memorable characters you come across in your travels, such as the mentor for much of the main quest, a man by the name of Caius Casadas. Yeah, legend. He's an old dude. He looks like Putin, doesn't ever wear a shirt, and has a crippling schooner addiction. And quite frankly... Sounds like Putin. He's, he's your best friend in the whole map, the whole fucking <laughs> whole game. What's Skooma? Is it a drug? It's kind of yeah. like... It's basically like uh, crack. It's like... Nice. Yeah, because it's made from moon sugar, which is like their version of cocaine. It's like right? crack so, crops, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can even wow. see like underneath his bed... Because that's where he like gives quest from his like his like room under his bed is like like a little like spoon and like some skooma and shit. So you can like, uh, <laughs> <a> fucking <laughs> drug paraphernalia. Yeah. Sonic yeah. flashlight. <laughs> Sonic flashlight. <laughs> oh no, that's Vinny's oh, room. Oh no. <laughs> what? Oh dear. That was on the Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, that you made. <laughs> yeah, well, it was factually representative of Vin- Vinny's room. It's true. I do have one. Vinny, you missed out the most important part about this guy. He's like late fifties, and he's got like the best six pack. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's, he's like jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not wearing a top. How good though? Like fucking Power Rangers, good. Like Power Ranger action figures, good. Like a fifteen pack. Like he is fucking. He's cut. What's his name to say? Caius Casadas. <laughs> like Ricky O. Yeah, like how am I spelling that? Yeah, good luck spelling this. It's like C A I U S. Oh, I found it. Yeah. Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah. Can you post Christ. this so I can see it, Seb? Post it in, oh the, in all his like Rule thirty four corner. In all his yeah, I'll put, it, I'll put it in the Rule thirty four corner. I don't know why we have this corner, and why is there a man wearing a thong surfing? Fuck's sake! <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> That, I what have to say that with really, what that's is wrong a with his massive shoulders? tick in the box for Morrowind. That's no, gone from like what a is wrong with his shoulders? Uh, no, he's like fucking like he's like full on balding, like grey yeah. hair, and just like the the body like twenty year olds oh wish God. they had. He's so veiny. What's wrong with his shoulder? He's so muscular on his shoulders, it's turned into like armor plating. Like what is wrong with his fucking arm? Yeah, no. Look at those delts, boy. Jesus oh, Christ! Just look at that peak human up. form. So, what's the actual gameplay of Morrowind like? Well, much of your time in the game will consist of travelling from town to town, talking to the locals and fighting various monsters, demons, fucking creatures, banders, etc. All whilst the incredible soundtrack plays in the background. A soundtrack so good that composer Jeremy Soule used a lot of the songs, including the really famous main theme, which you all know as the Dover King song, in all of the Elder Scrolls games post-Morrowind. Really? It was originally yeah. the oh. main theme oh. for Morrowind, and oh. then it was basically everyone liked it so much they just made it the main theme for Oblivion and Skyrim. Mm. Yeah, it goes hard. That one. Yeah, that's the one. A lot of the quests have multiple ways to complete them. For example, if you had a quest to just get a particular item from someone, 
there are always at least three different ways you can go about it. You could just go up and murder the fella and just take it from his body. Or you could sneakily pickpocket him. Or you could just talk to him, gain his trust, and maybe he'll just hand it over without any fuss. There is never... You can chop his head off. Weird. That was that was the That's... first option and you didn't need to make it weird. <laughs> That's my more way confe- of more confessions of a serial <laughs> like, killer. You know, you know when you play like Hitman. Like, I used to play Hitman too. I think a lot when I was a kid, and you yeah. can go in sneaky beaky, right, and all that. And I was just like, nah, it's just fuck it. If Guns you kill blazing. every single person on the map, you get you just win anyway. Like it's fine. It's just but, the yeah, best way. way. Anything like that, just just kill everyone. Just kill everyone, and then you're done. One day when we're famous enough, I want to be able to <laughs> ask someone to make a compilation of all the really scary stuff Michael said. <laughs> Not you to, say not way to, more scary not to put shit out, than me. Not to put out. It's just for when he does do something, it'd be good to have it as evidence. Yeah, it'll be titled Under Our Noses the entire time. <laughs> yeah. No, it won't. Killing people in video games does not account for real world violence. You know that. Yeah, but if you do both, then it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is never a correct way to do any of the quests and whichever creative way you want to go about it is always completely up to you, the player. And another notable thing about the game is that there aren't any quest markers. Just a map and what? a journal really? that gets How filled in when you talk you to find people. Anything? Well, this yeah. is the thing. You talk to people and they tell you where the things are. It's as simple know, as that. Once they've Stress said that, out. do you have to like write it down? Because No, 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 no. Because I... the journal the, the journal system, it, it like auto writes out what they've said and it just tells oh, you. Oh, so you have to go back in the journal and read where they were. Well, it it'll be the last thing they it'll be it because it's the journal's done by like the most recent thing. It will be the most recent thing. It will like show up instantly. So if you're just on a quest, it'll be the first thing that pops up. But then you have to look at what they said, look at the map, work out where, and walk out there. And there's not just a big marker that I can run at. Well, yeah, because they'll they'll give you directions like in real life, and you know. I was going to say, imagine it's like you've asked for directions to the nearest, like, Greg's in, like, a city you don't know, and they'll say, like, go down there, turn left onto that yeah. street, and go past Mate, the green bin. There's no, there's no like mini-map where I can just run at the... Like, because, like, say there's I was playing The Witcher. But there's no, like, marker... There's, there's no, no marker markers. on the map. Oh, fucking hell, that sounds well long. <laughs> no, it's good. It's immersive. That's my favourite thing about The Witcher, is, like, you just put a mark down... And you don't look at the, the rest fucking, of the game, you just look at you that just marker. run at it. Yeah, <laughs> just across hills, <laughs> fucking anything, crashing through villages. Get out of my fucking way! Like I never take line. a path. I just literally just beeline <laughs> everywhere. So and they're like a little cutscene will play, and they're like a little kid will come out and be like, "I need your help," and I'm like, "Fuck off, mate! I've got places to be. Run straight past. I've got no time for extra content. I just want to get to where I'm going." There are two types of people in the world. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. two types of different ways of enjoying art. Some people like that. It's not that overwhelming, like, oh, I literally have to discover everything for myself. And then some people will just like, oh, I'm stuck, just fucking Google it. Or like, yeah, just go run straight in a straight line like that. Mm. Yeah. Obviously. Like, once I get, like, fucking... Two sides of the Once point. I get, like, what's it called? Fucking quick travel. I'm just, like, fucking... I don't know. I'm just, like... I'll quick travel from one end of a city to another. I'm, ah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> I always hated, like, oh, instant fast travel in games because it, it it would end up being, like, I would just be looking at, a t- like, a loading screen for half the time I'm playing, which yeah, is really so fun. True. You may as well just play, like, a leveled game then, like fucking Mario, where you just go from one to the next without, like, the journey in between. Like, imagine if after every level of Mario you had to actually walk to the next level through the Mushroom Kingdom and, like, meet all the little geezers and that. Mm. Well, you kind of do. Yeah. 
No, you don't. In the newer ones, you do. Yeah, you do. Ever since, like, Mario oh. 64, you do. Oh, well, I'm talking about the OG, you know what I mean? You're not from the 80s. <laughs> anyway, so much of the time, you'll be figuring out where you're supposed to go using the directions given to you. But it is completely fine to just get lost. You're sure to stumble into something else really interesting, like another side quest or some dwarven ruins or something. Getting lost is part of the fun of the game. And all of this culminates in Morrowind being simply the most engaging and immersive RPG I've ever played, especially as the whole thing takes place in first person, allowing you to fully immerse yourself into the world. The entire game feels like just one massive adventure where there are no wrong answers and you are just rewarded for taking your time, talking to the locals for advice and exploring. Feels like you're actually in a real world. And there are, of course, tons of side quests across the game, but there are also a total of 14 different factions you can join, which all have their own huge quest lines to complete. From the Dark Elves' religious cults, to the fully legal Assassin's Guilds, to even joining one of the vampire clans, there is a hell of a lot of content to discover. And there's also the main quest of the game, which... If I had more time, I would love to go into detail about, but <laughs> I, fucking I don't have any time. So I'm just going to say <laughs> that it's my favorite main quest line from any game I've ever played. And I'm just going to leave it like that. I would be remiss to not mention the modding scene of the game too. Morrowind shipped out with something called the construction set. Now this construction set allowed players who had no programming knowledge whatsoever to easily create their own mods for the game without any hassle opening up the modding scene massively to the point where, even to this day, over 20-plus years after the game's release, there are still countless mods being made by the community. Tamriel Rebuilt is one such of these mods. It's a massive community project where people are creating the entire mainland part of Morrowind with NPCs, cities, quests, caves, dungeons, everything to boot. Mainland Morrowind is about twice the size of Vardenfell, which is the place you're in in the regular vanilla Morrowind. So it's a huge task, and they've been regularly releasing new content for it for more than maybe even two decades at this point. I, I think they've been going since like 2004 or 2005, and they're still going. And they're, they're only speeding up. They've only been getting like better each time. Open Morrowind is another incredible project where modders have essentially remade the entire game from the ground up using a modern programming language and it's also completely open source which if you don't know what that means it essentially means it's very very easy to just customize it to your heart's content it's very very easy there's even multiplayer with open morrowind so you can play the game completely with your friends and josh can attest to this it is it works perfectly doesn't it it's like it's startling how good it works it was good like it yeah, we did it. Nothing it wrong with it. That's all. It's perfect. It's like you're playing the game, That's but with your mate. Impressive. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Does Open Morrowind still look like Old Morrowind? Uh, yeah, but you know, I just play with like texture packs and stuff, and I think the game looks really nice with texture packs. In conclusion, Morrowind is the single most unique RPG I've ever played. It's rich with depth in both its lore, history, but also its mechanics has endless playstyle possibilities and genuinely one of the best modding communities I've ever seen. It's the sort of game that makes you really think. And if you're stuck on a quest or you just don't know where to go, the fan wiki is genuinely, honestly, the best gaming wiki I have ever read. 
it culminates every tiny, tiny, minute detail that you want to know about the game whilst remaining super easy to navigate and read. It is un- it's, it's way better than it should be. Like, it's so unbelievably good. Better than the Chris Chan wiki. <laughs> well, I'm seeing gaming wikis. <laughs> until someone releases deep. It's, until someone releases Chris Chan RPG, like <laughs> I would not be shocked if that really exists. There's no way. I would fucking play the shit out of Chris Chan RPG <laughs> right up until the end level, and then I would never. End. Yeah, don't finish that game. I would shut that shit right off. <laughs> it's a terrible off, yeah. ending. It's a dark <laughs> yeah. ending. Ninety-nine percent completion rate is the uh, she is the actual aim of that game. But yeah, Morrowind is the game that saved Bethesda, and it's my personal favorite game of all time, and that's why I think it's the Go RPG. Well, Vinny, that was really interesting. I've known of your love for Morrowind, but I didn't actually know anything about Morrowind, and I deliberately kept myself from looking into it because I knew you'd probably pick it. But now seems like a good time to reveal a bit of a curveball in this episode. Now, I'm going to actually aim this at Josh. Josh, can you guess what annoys me the most as a GOAT host? What What's the most frustrating thing that can happen as a host? Mm, probably say maybe technical difficulties with your fellow presenters <laughs> getting ready for the show. Not me, fam. Not me, fam. Right, that's a very good... Very good answer, actually. But I would say one of the most frustrating things is is people talking about something they don't really know about. You know, maybe something they've just seen at the top of a list or Mm. something, a film they've never watched, a book they've never read. So I've got, for all three of you, this is why I asked you for what you'd pitch, I've got three questions Mm -hmm. about your chosen subject. And they're not just any questions. They're really hard questions. <laughs> oh, no. okay. I don't know the names and names and shit, man. I... I've got some other news. If you get three questions right, that's fine. Oh, great. I think you're, think you're fantastic. If you get two questions right, that's, that's good. You know, fair play. If you get one question right, they are hard. But if you get no questions right, you're disqualified. You can't win. Oh no! Oh, because I refuse to. I refuse to crown a goat that you are not truly passionate about. And if you didn't, if you were passionate about it, then you'd know the answers. Oh no! So, (laughs) can I just show you how much I've played at this game? I've I've gone Steam. I sense a curveball. I sense a curveball. What if all of us get none right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, we just all get it wrong. Stand together. <laughs> guys, let's do it. I, I also wanted to say as well that if one of your fellow contestants shouts out the answer before you get it, that that doesn't count as you getting it. So you could be thrown under the bus by your fellow contestants. Oh, for fuck's sake, because Josh, oh, Josh knows oh. all about Morrowind. Oh. He's going to yeah. sabotage oh, trouble, I don't know about your fucking game. You're oh, yeah, Seb. I actually I only told you like the genre of the game. I didn't tell you the specific games that I picked. So maybe you're going to yeah, you're gonna ask me questions about shit I'm not even picking. Well, that's, unfor- that's unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, I didn't know you was oh, going to do this, fam, did I? Anyway... I think we should probably crack on. So, oh, Morrowind, your three questions for Morrowind, Vinny. Oh, no. Um, Michael Kirkbride, fuck. To... What? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've got to say, I don't actually know how difficult the questions are. I just know they feel difficult to me because it sounds like garbled nonsense, but these could be really easy. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. 
But what, first question, what two weapons do you need to you need get inside under? the goat? Yep. <laughs> okay, okay, I got one. Oh, okay, I'm not as yeah. far Oh I'm my god. My man. Oh my god. How have you just done that, Vinny? I have autism. That was impressive. Right. He didn't crush number two. What? <laughs> what has just happened? This guy's a true Morrowind fan. Jesus. Second question. Which Ashlander's camp's wise woman gives you the prophecies of the Neverine? Never. I don't know ne- the names. Nereverine. I don't know the names of them. Oh, it's got like a really weird they all name, have hasn't really it? Crazy names. I don't know it. It's like not like an English yeah, no, name. I, I, um, it's like... Oh, I don't know the name does, of it. Does it begin with Z? You're very close alphabetically. Begins with a U. Oh, it's like the Ushunka Uzbekistan clan or something. It's I can't U- remember. It's Ushilaku. Ushilaku. Oh, okay, fair. Mm. Right, and finally, your final question, Vinny. I mean, luckily you're not disqualified. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Fucking hell. I should hope not with that Fuck. answer. Jesus, he should win the whole thing. That was insane. You didn't even finish for half the <laughs> I heard two weapons and I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> to be fair, that was impressive. Last question. To cure yourself of corpus, you visit a wizard of which great house? Oh, the house of Telvani is Diviathir. Yes. He comes from Telfia. Fucking hell, Vinny. Fair play. Because he, he was originally in my script, actually. I was going to talk about him because one of the memorable characters that cloned himself but into three women and he calls them his daughter wives. And yes, he has oh. sex with them. Oh, yeah, sweet. He's a weird I guy. could tell when, as soon as you went cloned himself into three women, I could tell there was going to be something funky going yeah, on. Yeah, Telvani wizards are weird people. Well, yeah. Vinny, I just want to say congratulations. Oh. You know, you've proved that you do genuinely care about the uh, the the thing that you put forward about the pick that you put forward. And, you know, congratulations. Nice, nice. The other two of you. Get a bit nervy now because I'm about uh, to get fucked I'm because I didn't scared, even actually. tell you the specific game, so I can't. Mine could be about any. I think there are nine in the series. Yeah, well, you should have been more specific. But I. Uh. Anyway, I've picked questions that are quite wide. Anyway, um, who wants to go next? I, I'm ready. So, firstly, I was thinking about myself as a gamer, right? Mm-hmm. I love FPS games. I always have. Halo and COD are my staple, and I love them. I also, I'm quite good at FIFA. I'm pretty good at FIFA, I would say. Um, whenever I play with the boys, I can normally, I can normally go unbeaten all night, um, and that fills me with great pride to be the best at something, even if that something is ultimately pointless, meaningless, and means I have absolutely no life. Mm. But obviously, this episode isn't about that. Otherwise, I could have picked FIFA as the goat RPG. But no, it's about RPG games. We do role play as a football manager or player, so you know. You know so. <laughs> That's true. FIFA career mode is an RPG. Every game's an RPG if you think of it like that. In the newest <laughs> FIFA career mode, in the newest FIFA player career mode, when you pick a player, you you can spend your wages on stuff. Can you? Like what? Like you can buy a TV. <laughs> why? You can buy a house. I don't know you why. You can buy it a do super injunction for that fucking teenager that you had sex <laughs> yeah, with. Night it's, out. it's bizarre, <laughs> but you can do it. But anyway, this this episode is about RPG games, and I was thinking, you know what? Yeah, I like them too. Fable is a great RPG that I used to play as a kid, and Skyrim. They're probably some of my faves. Like I love Skyrim, and I've only ever played around thirty percent of it, but I still love it. And Bethesda have a new game dropping. You may have heard of it. It's called Starfield. 
And I probably would have picked that had that been out because I'm obsessed with it at the moment. I, I have never been so excited to play a game. Like, ever, I don't think. It looks fucking sick. But then I had to get thinking of a pick. And childhood memories filled me. Just how <laughs> used to. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please, please, that. <laughs> that, was, that was intentionally in there to get for the comedy in the edit, okay? So, you know what It's going to be the there. cold open. Um, no bleeps. Yeah, that's the cold open. With no, 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 no. <laughs> you coming no, out. No. No. <laughs> like a troubled backstory. No. <laughs> right. But no, seriously, I did then realise that there was an RPG that particularly resonates with me and is also in contention for the GOAT. And that game is... <clears throat> I wanna be the very best. Da, da, da. Like no one ever was. Bum, 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 bum. To catch them is my real test. Da, 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 to train da, them is da, my cause. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I will travel across the land. <laughs> I'm doing the whole thing. You should do the Searching poker Searching far and wide. No, you have to wait. Do, 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 do. Teach Pokemon to understand. There we go. <laughs> the power that's inside. <laughs> that's right. It's Pokemon. Gotta, gotta get you. It's you and me. me. <laughs> I know it's right. my destiny. Well, that was fucking dreadful. So yeah, that's right. It's fucking Pokemon, right? How'd you get Pikachu on a bus? You're Pokemon. It's Pokemon. We're doing Pokemon. Now, the media and the fucking Peter scumbags might have you believe that Pokemon is a devil worship animal abuse simulator. But in actual fact, it is, and this is a fact, the single highest grossing media franchise of all time. Beats the likes of Star Wars, Batman, Harry Potter, and Marvel. In fact, beats every single media franchise you can think of because it's the highest grossing, which I thought was pretty impressive. I didn't know that. And it all started really in 1996 when the first Pokemon games were released in Japan. Red and green, and then blue was released later on. And these games laid the blueprint and the rules for all of the later games to follow. They all pretty much have exactly the same blueprint um, of the RPG mechanics. In Pokemon, you roleplay as a starting out Pokemon trainer. You get given your first Pokemon and then you get sent off on your way to complete your adventure. And the main goal of every single Pokemon game is the same. Number one, defeat all gym leaders. Number two, beat the Elite Four and become the Pokemon champion. And number three, which is technically the post-game in all the games, you got to catch them all, baby. <laughs> and what makes Pokemon a great RPG is that you might not have as much freedom as Morrowind, but you do have a lot of freedom. In the Pokemon world, you can create a team of Pokemon however you want. Some are objectively better than others. You can type match and go for good stats and just have the objective best team regardless of what they look like and their fucking coolness and shit. You can secretly train their EV and IV stats, which I am not even going to pretend to be autistic enough to understand because it's, like, mind-blowing. Um, or you can just fill it with your favourite fucking coolest little Pokemon, right? And 
that is the biggest and funnest aspect of role-playing in a Pokemon game. You can be any trainer that you like. The story is always somewhat linear. Like, you have to go from this town to this town, and then you have to do this task. But at points, it does open up and branch off so that you do get some freedom as well to go and battle this gym before this one. And ultimately, the freedom of the game is catching whatever Pokemon you want to catch and train them up onto your team however you want. And the world's always, like, vibrant and there's, like, little side missions and you can talk to every single NPC and some will tell you little bits of information or trade you items or tell you to go and fucking, I don't know... Ride this bike around, I'll give you a free bike and shit. I can't even remember what half the psychos are. But before Vinny goes on a fat rant and starts shouting at me and is just like, man, you, you can't pick Pokemon, mate. You gotta actually pick like one of them and that. Like, you can't just say Pokemon, mate. Like, you can't say COD. You gotta pick one that's actually the one, mate. Yeah, we are doing single games, not franchises. Yeah, exactly, mate. We're doing single games and that, mate. So, fine. <laughs> Fucking hell. Lay off me, all right? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I mentioned it once, like, three weeks oh, ago. Oh, <laughs> mate, I mentioned it, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, i so... <laughs> okay. I have actually decided which game is the best of the bunch. Most Pokemon games follow the blueprint that I sent at, set out. But the best ones... By far, in my opinion, are the remakes of the original sequels of the original games. So the it's the it's the remake of the original okay. sequel to the original game. Wait, what colours are you talking about there? Which ones? So these, the games I picked are Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Yep, hard agree. Yeah, also agree. hard agree. Objectively, the best Pokemon games out there. These are remakes of the original Silver and Gold games from 2000 and were released in 2009 on the DS as part of the fourth generation of Pokemon. Now, in my opinion, they probably should have fucking stopped there because we're now on like 10 and it's objectively like worse. (laughs) (laughs) There is like animate bags of rubbish (laughs) and key rings and swords now. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's always been shit Pokemon, even in Gen 1. Let's just get over it. What the fuck is Muck, Muck. and Grimer? <laughs> yeah. Just a bit of grime, but it has eyes and a mouth. poison type, right? What, what is a poison? Coughing's a good poison yeah, type. That's a cool poison type. Like Ekans. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just snakes fell backwards. <laughs> and also, what's Muck backwards? No. Chum. Not again. <laughs> And what is he? <laughs> a pile of purple, purple sludge. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just a big <laughs> yeah, but all of the yeah, all is, of those names are translated from Japanese, aren't they? So the original meaning wouldn't have been "come." That's a co- that's a coincidence. I think they have like a team of like in America or whatever who come out with the English names because they're all oh, right. still make sense, like Charmander yeah, but... and True, yeah, Squirtle, Licky Tongue, yeah, blah. I said sorry at Pokemon. <laughs> well, because <laughs> he's a fucking pervert. So <laughs> you didn't have to explain that. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Uh, you were mean to me earlier. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've lost where I am right <laughs> now. now. <laughs> <laughs> it does that. The sentence does just stop now. Now. 
Why are these in particular the best Pokemon games? Well, it takes the rules that have been set out in the Pokemon world and it does them 10 times better. Now, both the original and the remakes did most of this stuff, but the reason why the remakes are so much better is because it added on so much more content on top of the already added on content that the original silver and gold did compared to the general blueprint. Once you beat the Elite Four and get to the post-game, that is really where the game actually kind of starts. Like, the main game and the post-game, the post-game is probably way larger than the main game of getting eight gym badges and beating the Elite Four. And you, what you do, you travel back to the red and blue region. So you get two split regions, which is the first time... Like, you can't do that in any other Pokemon game. You normally stay in the same region, get the eight badges, and beat the Elite Four. Now you can go to two. So you can go back to the original red and blue and battle all those eight gym leaders that you know and love as well. So you can get fucking 16 gym badges, not just eight. Literally doubling the amount of gym badges that you can get. You can fight Brock and Misty and all the guys that you know and love. And the other thing is everyone is at a higher level as well and this is important because in normal pokemon games you kind of hit a level ceiling of people that you battle when you beat the elite four like around 50 60 ish and so at that point even though you can train your pokemon to level 100 you can only ever battle those guys but with heart gold and soul silver because the game opens up further beyond the elite four you can hit a higher level ceiling Hmm. through that which is pretty cool and it makes use of the fact that you can get to level 100 because really in pokemon you should be able to get to like 70 max because you don't really need anyone higher than that to beat everyone in the game, but in Soul Silver and Heart Gold, you do need people higher than that. And that is because after you beat all 16 gym badges, you then get to fight the fucking rude boy of Pokemon, the hardest Pokemon trainer ever inputted into a game, Red. Why well, is he known as fucking it's Ash? It's just it's just Ash from like the anime. And He's the final boss of Pokemon. Don't think that's canonically true, actually. Um, uh, I've got a lot to say about that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, vi- both Vinny and Josh made the same face without like, meaning to. I know. To. Just a, a look of disgust, I honestly. Know. It's, it's, not, it's not Ash. It's not Ash. Ash is based yeah. off of Reds, not the other way around. I yeah. know that, but the anime's been out for a shit ton of time at this point, and they, they gave him a level 88 Pikachu, right, as his best pokemon yeah oh who do i know in pokemon who's got a really powerful pikachu because he's got a fucking red hat and red jacket and shit and also a charizard and red 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 (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you get to fight ash and he's got a pikachu at level 88 yeah. So the level ceiling has been smashed into the stratosphere. You gotta train them little motherfuckers hard. You gotta get fucking ass in the gym. Like they gotta be beefy and strong. Not for fuck's sake. You're saying it. You're I know, but I don't mean to. I'm like pound ass, yeah. Talking about pounding ass. Pounding ass. I I mean like get them to lift bear weight in that. Um oh. give them the Rocky montage. Deary yeah. me. Yeah. Just Ed, just cut it up so I don't sound like a such a predator. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Lots of beeping, just beep shit. I, That's mm. going to make it sound worse because people are going to wonder what you said. Well, they can wonder. It's better than knowing now. I don't know if it is. 
<laughs> get into the gym and boop their ass. Yeah. No. Get them. Right, I was, I'll do that line again then so you can just chop it out. Get them into the gym, like lift bare weight and that. Right, there you go. So. <laughs> now. That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. Right. You also get to go and catch a ton of legendary Pokemon from all all generations of the game which is totally unique to this one you get to catch legendaries not just from generation two where these are set three i think even four like go back and get all the ones all of them from two it's unique and it's wicked you also get to have your pokemon compete at the pokemon olympic games i actually love that which is a really yeah it's a really fun role-playing game allowing you to do something else other than battle with your favorite little dudes did i imagine this or is there a thing where it's done based on the time like there's something to do with like because i don't i have i mean i could be wrong the bug catching contest yeah i have done on the day yeah there is like a i have emerald and every time i start it up on my um DS, it says something about how it'll be like, oh, your clock has run out of batteries, yeah. so some features will Oh, yeah, because the, the cartridges... Yeah, because the cartridges yeah. have internal clocks, and there were clock-based activities. Like, in that one, like, on a Monday, you'd be able to, like, see a certain person who'd give you an item or some shit. Okay, you know, right. Stuff and there's, there's, there's day and night cycles where you can only catch certain Pokemon in day mm-hmm. and night. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, the uh, it gives you something else to do with your little guys other than battle. Um, there's also a photographer who roams around the world and takes photos of your team at various parts along your journey. So you can see how your Pokemon have evolved and how your little team has changed along the way, keeping like a record mm. of your journey, which I, I think all of this is like great world building for like you actually as a trainer rather than just you going around, beat the, you know, just fighting trainers. And the absolute best role-playing mechanic in this game and is unique among all Pokemon games and is the best feature ever, ever, ever implemented in a Pokemon game is the fact that every single Pokemon that you can catch can fucking walk around behind you. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is, mm, like, amazing. It is the single greatest thing Pokemon have ever done. Everyone who's watching anime is like, oh, look, Ash's little, like, Pikachu walks him around, blah, blah, blah. And in yellow, Pikachu can follow you around, but no one else. Yeah. But in yeah. this game, anyone you put at the top of your team gets out of their little Pokeball and fucking follows you about. A little sprite of them moving. And they scale in size as well. So if they're, like, a little fucking Weedle, they're tiny. If you catch a giant, like, well, fucking Lugia dragon. Yeah, it's, like, enormous. It can't even fit in the buildings. It has to go back in its little ball because it's so big. Hang on, so if you and... catch, like, a Gyarados, it's just, like, fucking bashing around behind you. Yeah. No, it's not, like, actual, actual yeah, size. Yeah, it's not, yeah, like, too scale, like but it's, like, scaled, like, you know, a little one's going to be small and then, like, a big one's going to be big and, like, a fucking massive... Like a Gyarados takes up four tiles rather than one, Okay, basically. right. Just Google some pictures. There, It is amazing. It is the sickest thing in a Pokemon game ever. Like, you get, you catch someone, you're like, oh, I wonder what it looks like behind me. It's the first thing you do. You put them behind you, you're like, oh, cool. That's so cool. <laughs> you can fucking talk to them. You just turn around, like, say, like, what's up? And they're like, yo, and that, that that's it. And it's cool. But it just, it adds to that role-playing experience of Pokemon that I think it makes it feel real and lived in. The fact that you've caught your favourite one and you can see them behind you just, like, chilling and cutting about with you. So Pokemon as a franchise is an amazing RPG. It's got tons of replay value, getting different Pokies along the way and building different teams. And in Soul Silver and Heart Gold, it does it in the best way possible. It allows you to do so many more things than any other Pokemon game. And it gives you the most content 
probably of any game as well, and is easily the best entry into that RPG franchise. So for me, it's the GOAT. It will always be the best Pokemon game ever made. Nice. Interesting. I Yeah, I knew you were picking Pokemon. I didn't know which Pokemon you were picking. Um, I'm aware that Soul Silver and Heart Gold are widely considered to be the, the best Pokemon of the series. They are. Yeah, I'm pretty Pokemon. sure yeah, when you I Google so. it, it's always like... Because when Ooh. I first got a DS, I was Googling like what games to get, and everyone would be like, Soul Silver, Heart Gold. Soul I Silver. forgot to mention another role-playing mechanic, actually, that I've just remembered. It's you too could late. Take your po- you could take your Pokemon out of the game and put them in the fucking real life, mate. Oh, my God. Yeah, the... the- what was it again? <laughs> the little poke- the it's Pokey like the, Walker. It's like the Tamagotchi, but for Pokemon. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, but it was, it, no it was a step it, counter. It, it, it. So you take them out of the game, put them in your step counter, and you can put it on your belt and walk fucking steps of them. And it'll level and up. It actually makes them happy. They get fucking buzzing. Yeah, it'll level them up as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can. Yeah, they used to get one XP for every like step you made. It's yeah, insane. that's insane. Yeah. That's really fucking, cool. I need yeah, to level this fucking... fucker up. Shaking it back. Well, Vinny just, atta- get, Vinny just attached it to his right wrist yeah. at night <laughs> and went ham. <laughs> attached it to your mum's right wrist. Oh. <laughs> so that is the best role playing mechanic. Look, I, I like it. I like it. I have to say, I've played a bit of Pokemon. It didn't grab me kind of how I wanted it to, but I think it's that thing of like, I got, I found, I got a DS cheap. Um, and then I was like, oh, I should get some games for it. So I got Emerald for the Game Boy and I played it. And it was like, I don't think it hit me in the feels like it probably would had I played it when I was a kid. But I was kind of just yeah. a bit like, eh, it's all right. Mm. But like, you know, The Witcher 3 on Switch was better. But that's because it's like more now. Yeah, Pokemon's one of those things where when you played it back in there, like me and Vinny, we were just fucking sit and play Pokemon all day sometimes. Just mm. not even talk to each other. We'd just be playing separate games, just sat there, just fucking playing, like, occasionally be like, oh, you caught what? Oh, it's sick. Right, just fucking... <laughs> yeah, I, I used to remember coming into the playground of, like, my Game Boy Color and just, like, everyone, like, getting their Game Boys out and just, like, comparing and trading Pokemon. It was, yeah. like, so social. Mm. Like, everyone was just, like, everyone was into cables. it. Oh. These yeah. cables are fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> you tu- you touched you prodded them and they would it would like the connection would break they were so dodgy and but... then they'd be lost it they wouldn't be in your one or in their one they're like lost in like, <laughs> they forever yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. but like when you would chance on them you would see a picture of like a little ball like traveling along the cable and I was like yo yeah. that's mad because it actually is <laughs> like I always thought that was crazy I wonder how many Pokemon have been lost in the Linkyverse like oh, if you could get two, into billions. it how many billions how many trillions, trillions. Quadrillions, yeah, <laughs> squintillions. Maybe not that far. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael, don't don't say that first. Right, Michael. <laughs> right, give him a fucking question so I can just disqualify myself. <laughs> right, here's your questions on Pokemon. I'm gonna yeah. play the um the song from what's the tune from um Mastermind where it's like no dun 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 dun. So, <laughs> Michael, question number one yes. of your Pokemon okay. questions. Remember, if you can't get a single question right, you are disqualified. First question. I don't know if this is easy or hard. Bullcrow, come in. Hopip is a dual-type Pokemon of grass and what other type? Water? I know. Ooh. No. No. Normal? No. No. Vinny? Fairy. No. 
Oh, it's not fairy. No, it's flying. Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake! Yeah. Right. Question number two. Even though it can't fly, that's so annoying. Question number two. Blastoise is what generation of Pokemon? One. That was, that was, that was really easy. <laughs> got it. He's got it. That one was really easy. Hoppet was a bit trickier. That's like, yeah. Okay. Third question. Team Aqua is found in which region? I said the third gen. Hoenn. Oh, yeah. it is Hoenn. Yeah. Yes. That's that easy. Team Magma as well. Team Aqua, Team Magma. I, I knew it was Gen 3, but I couldn't remember what the name of the place was. Yeah, nice. Yeah, well, I nearly said Sinnoh, but that's five. Four. Yeah. Four. So much like, much like Vin. Four, Four, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Five is Univer, isn't it? Univer, yeah. yeah. I was like America, <laughs> I think. Right, Unova. I'm tapping out. Yeah. We're no more nerds. Right. <laughs> fucking hell. Right. Well, Michael, you got the same as Vinny, so... Oh, fucking hell. I must be bear clever on that, then. <laughs> I'm now looking at Josh's questions and suspecting they might be the hardest. One of them's oh definitely a bit God. silly. I can't but wait anyway. for him to blow it out of the park and then just not get any of them right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that presentation, easily the winner, but you did get zero, so uh, <laughs> Pokemon wins! <laughs> so yeah, with that, without further ado, um, Josh, I guess it's over to you to hear what you think is the greatest role-playing video game josh who works in the genre of video games or worked or did something to do with video games at some point i can't remember how we tangentially got him into this situation but um what was it i've i've dabbled with game development yeah that's Uh, the one never done it never done it professionally per se but dabbled that's how we did it i remember yeah so josh who has thought about video games sometimes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Josh, who has played at least one video game, yeah. is like, going to go ahead. Josh, who's played a video game and runs the most overcomplicated Discord server I've ever seen in my life. I'm still not in. Oh my word, we're all in it now. Apart from yeah, apart from Mork, this is it's okay. Oh it would word. it would overwhelm me. I it just... also Mork. They don't take pedos, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like rule three, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Pedophilia. That's rule, rule three. What's one and two? Don't be a dick. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Don't be a no dick. Pedos. No pedos, please. <laughs> That's the only three rules. <laughs> right. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing yeah, my go, bit. Go, Josh. All right. So I personally think this is the GOAT RPG and we've had uh, Pokemon, probably one of the most recognisable franchises of all time and we've had the Elder Scrolls pretty uh, recognisable, now I'm going for something a little bit more niche that maybe people haven't heard of but in my opinion it's one of the best RPGs ever, nay it is the greatest RPG of all time I am going for Divinity Original Sin 2, released in 2017 on the PC Xbox One, Playstation 4, the lot basically but we're mainly talking about PC here. Developed by Larian Studios, it's the sixth entry in the Divinity game series. However, uh, Original Sin 1, which is the game before this, was the first one that actually started to get mainstream attention. It's a top-down turn-based tactical RPG, which is described as bringing the tabletop experience, so AKA Dungeons & Dragons, uh, to the, uh, the computer screen in a faithful, but ultimately streamlined way. So, what is this game about? Well, the game is set in the fantasy world of Rivalon, centuries after the events of the first game, but that doesn't really matter. Um, 
certain living be- beings that exist in this world um, have a form of energy known as the source. <laughs> and uh, those individuals are called sorcerers, but it's spelt like source. Oh, so it is actually like you got no sows, you know, the sows bow. These these people are like, they are drenched in the source. (laughs) Um, And they can use this uh, strange power to cast um, special, special kind of spells and magic. Um, And basically the gods have given up a section of their power uh, to infuse this, uh, this source power into a single being called the divine. And the divine is basically Jesus. It's like the... The one person on the planet that's like blessed by the gods to lead everyone to safety. And as a result of this, all this source stuff going on, monstrous creatures from the void, known as the Void Woken, uh, guided by the evil god king, um, have begun to invade through uh, cracks in reality created by the use of source. So, uh, and there's an order of, uh, called the Divine Order actually, uh, which is all about persecuting these sorcerers. Anyway, so what makes this game good? Well, absolutely loads of classes. Loads of unique abilities. The ability to multi-class. You can be whatever you want. You can mix and match. It's great. Uh, you can choose from six fully voiced companions. Each of them have their own fleshed out storyline, motives and quests. They can all die, be betrayed. You can have sex with all of them. Uh, one of them is... One of them's a lizard and oh. one of them is an actual skeleton. You can still have sex with them. You can have sex with a skeleton. Um, yeah, you can have sex with a skeleton. It's great. You mean there's no penetration because there can't be, but there's other stuff that goes on apparently. Oh, is there like a cutscene where you get to see it, or is it just like? No, it's all. It's vividly. It's vividly described with voice acting, but there is no. How, how vivid? How vividly? I love the bony feel of your skull as my. Oh God! Yeah, you're Michael, actually you're Jesus. actually kind of not far oh. off. You're not far off. <laughs> Yeah, so interestingly, uh, the game uh, features an elemental surface system, and basically what this means is that all the elements kind of interact with each other. So let's say you split open a barrel of water, it leaks water all over the floor, you can shoot electricity at that water and it electrifies the water, frying everyone in it, or you can put out fires with water and it turns into steam, which then blocks vision. You can uh, get poison all over it and like turn the water into goo, but then set that goo on fire. It, it's there's so much going on there. It's great. The environmental hazards are really fun to play around. Yeah, with. they all like combine in really cool ways. It's really good, and then it's just it just makes like mages that have all the elements at their disposal. It's like really interesting because like first you might throw out like some oil and then throw fire at it, but then throw water at it to create a smoke cloud afterwards. It's it's that great. It's very quite tactical. Cool, it is cool. It is very cool. You can interact with everything in the world. It's all permanent. You can pick up a fork and put it down and it will stay there forever. Every single person can be killed. It is all permanent. It is everything. Everyone you talk to, they remember who you are and what you said to them. Um, it is The world is very, very, feels very kind of like real and tangible. Um, the game's got a lot of dark themes. I mean, the whole point of the game is the person you play as is something called God Woken, which is like a the, basically meant to be the next divine and you're being hunted down by the divine order and there's a lot of slavery and kind of persecute, religious persecution and a lot of genocide um, to deal with these sorcerers, which are basically considered as like subhuman. Wow, it's actually the opposite. They're almost too powerful, so society wants to kill them all. Seb, that's right up your street with the whole Nazi thing. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. The old Nazi thing you're always into. You're always talking about. I've never said anything about the Nazis. That is objectively not true. (laughs) That's not true. But I've never said anything positive about the Nazis. Okay. I've never said anything positive about the Nazis that wasn't a joke. (laughs) 
You said you liked oh. you liked uh, Hitler's eyes. You said, you said you they were, they were beautiful. Yeah, you said <laughs> you, you said his you said his lips were kissable, and you and you wouldn't mind the bristles of his mustache. You said he was breedable and submissive. Yeah, you said you love him and you <laughs> okay. want his babies. Okay. Right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Um, So yeah, a good thing about it, uh, yeah. So that's the dark themes, but it's also tied in with a lot of whimsical humour, a lot of funny characters, and uh, as I'll get into later, a lot of uh, interesting comical interactions when you do things in a certain way. But the most important thing about this game, which in my opinion sets it arrest from every other RPG out there, is the game wants you to think outside the box, and it wants you to break it, like break traditional game conventions. This is a real like. Dungeons and Dragons session and Dungeons and Dragons is all about thinking outside the box and doing something unique to solve the situation and uh, I'm just going to basically now just go through some examples of some of the ridiculously fun cool crazy stuff you can do in this game because uh, I think that's the, honestly the best way to sell this so just starting off first with almost like the tutorial area the first place you'll put in is called Fort Joy which is effectively a concentration camp or a labor camp for the sorcerers uh, and you have been put in there yourself as obviously one of the one of the the, the source users, uh, and you basically need to get out of there. There's loads of ways you can do this. You can literally walk up to the front gate, beat up the guards, and then fight an entire garrison of guards and get out. Although you'll probably die because you're level one, but it's there. It's an option. You can break one of the rules on the island and get imprisoned, and then escape through the, the caves below the prison. You can end the life of an immortal knight who's been living on the island, and he will then in return help you escape because all he wants to do is die, and he can't. Uh, you can find some gloves that were swallowed by a crocodile, which allows you to teleport, and you can like teleport <laughs> to where you need to get to. Uh, you can win fights in the local arena run by the local thugs and earn enough favour with the inhabitants to get special treatment from the guards and use that to sneak Fucking out. Thunderdome, yes. It literally is a Thunderdome, yeah. And most importantly is you can make friends and enemies inside of the fort, uh, and all your decisions are permanent, affect you for the rest of the game, and this is where you choose what companions you take with you, and the others will either die, hate you, or love you. Uh, so every single time you play, depending on your actions that happen in this starting area, it basically just like outlines the whole rest of the game for you. So it's never the same twice, which is really cool. And moving onwards then to just some quirky examples of fun stuff. There's a perk in the game which lets you speak to animals, uh, which basically then makes every single animal, I mean every single animal, have full, fully voiced dialogue. Like you would only get this, you only get this if you take this one bizarre perk, which on paper feels like it's useless because it lets you talk to animals. But there's loads of quests that are involved with this, like one where you have to, there's two dogs that are in love, but one's like a, a guard dog and one's like a farm dog and you have to like find their differences and get them together. There's a, uh, honestly, it's insane. There's a, there's a quest where chickens lost her, her egg uh, and you go find the egg, but it turns out the egg got infested by a demon and then it hatches and kills the mother and you got to then kill the demon chicken. It's crazy. Um, there's also a crab that thinks it is the second incarnate of God, basically, and you have to either just you can either just step on it or believe it. Um, <laughs> step on it. Imagine that he's having like his religious like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, there's a quest where there's uh, trolls that guard bridges. However, there's two of them and they keep undercutting each other's prices. And one of them wants to uh, corner the market and open up in a monopoly, which is like this really intense business esque. Like government, like corporate takeover, but it's like paying what? the troll toll at a bridge. So you got to pay funny. the troll toll. Yeah, you got to pay the troll toll. Um, also, another good thing you can do if you're, if you're struggling, struggling with a tough boss, mm-hmm. uh, a tried and tested strategy is before you actually get them to notice you, just stack up loads of barrels and props and stuff all near them, and then just throw a fireball at them and blow them all up, instantly killing the boss. But you 
kind of made it yourself by grabbing loads of cans of dynamite and dragging them over there. There's a quest where if you go into a pub, you get approached by a uh, by a prostitute and um, you might be like, oh, hello. And then it goes into a, <laughs> you can get taken upstairs. And if you get, if you get a little saucy and you fall for the flirtation, then you basically effectively get robbed for everything you have and wake up like naked in your underwear. Classic. Uh, however, there's loads of ways that there's loads of ways this quest can end. If you discover the prostitute's like stash of stolen supplies before this, you can confront her and take her to the police. Or what well, my favorite thing about it in this game, I think, is just like it is just brilliant. If you're too, if you're based on your character's stats and perks, if you're too good in bed with the prostitute, she decides not to rob you and tells you actually it was all worth it and lets you go with your stuff. <laughs> so nice, good. sweet. You're such a top shagger. I was gonna rob you, but. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, right? Uh, That's so good. There's a there's a cave run by a mad skeleton that basically he's gone completely insane, but he's also like one of the most powerful wizards ever. So he basically flips all the game mechanics on their head and uses like invisible walls and stuff like this and like cloning and all the stuff that the game's taught you like shouldn't happen. He uses it all against you. He's a right asshole. And then when you get to the end, it turns out he was a slave and he was forced to do it all. And it's very sad, but whatever. We kill him anyway because he's a dick fucking meow tries to chop his head off also you can get a spell which lets you speak to the dead uh and it lets you there's a quest where you have to uh solve a murder of a merchant and uh basically the victim who you think is the victim tells you a massive sob story but if you actually speak to the ghost of the murdered merchant if you took this perk then you can actually get the true story and he tells you where to dig up his body and then you find clues and you can solve the murder it's pretty good I could, this list goes on, but I think I'm running out of time. So I just it's pretty it's pretty good, all right. Uh, this game has absolutely loads of endings, and I'm not going to spoil the ending for you, like the main part of the ending. But there is some really tough decisions you have to make, and it really kind of flips everything you've known about the whole game right on its head, right at the end. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty like devastating. Uh, but in conclusion, the game is good, and that is it. Well done. Sweet. You're only over by thirty seconds. Um, not too so bad. I won't disqualify you this time. Um, well, you've got to do your questions first. Um, oh, but God. initial thoughts, very interesting. I, I knew I was somewhat sold on it when you started talking about it because about halfway through, I googled to see if it was available on Nintendo Switch, which it is. But it's also £40, 44 pence, which is... It is a, a very, much. very good I game. I have no idea how this game would work on a switch like it's got like all like the complicated pc ui menus shit how would that i, I don't, don't know, know. Like... i could see it working quite easily on a switch like you can get like oblivion and skyrim to work on a switch yeah I also suppose. it does have to it does have touch so you can do True. touch controls on switch uh okay yeah that makes more sense anyway right we must crack on hmm. because josh is yet to prove himself it's all well and good saying divinity original sin 2 sounds like a great game but Josh, what is the minimum amount of RAM required in the system requirements in gigabytes needed to play <laughs> the original oh, Sin 2? Okay, right. Okay, 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 okay. It's going to be a single digit mm. and it's going to be like higher... Oh, but it works on the fucking Switch though. So is this for the P? This is for the PC version, right? This is for the PC, yeah. Ah, oh, and this is minimum, not recommended. This is minimum, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be two or four. It's Ooh. gonna be two or four, I reckon. And I think I'm gonna have to go with four. Oh my god, he's got it right. Yeah, I would it's have said four. Yes! Wow. Let's go. He got a nonsense question right with a nonsense answer that nobody understands. 
Nobody <laughs> here understands. All you three understand it, and I don't. <laughs> what is what is a ram? I don't know her. I I don't know. <laughs> we need to get on to question number two of Josh's Divinity Original Sin quiz. Two quiz, I should say. Obviously, we all know that Divinity Original Sin two premiered in twenty seventeen, but what month was the premiere? <laughs> That's a terrible question. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, fucked, Josh, I'm getting month fucked up by these. Uh, okay, right. Let's think about this uh, logically. So when do people want to release video games? They even want to do it in summertime September. or they want to do it in winter. Uh, I'm going to say it was November. Mork actually stole the answer for you. It was September. Fuck! All big video games release in September. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, always releases in September. They all do. Your final question you should get because you actually mentioned it in your spiel. See if you can get it. If you can get it quicker than Vinny got his mega question. Oh, God. You fucking win. Despite being titled Original Sin 2, what numerical number is is the game in the... Yeah, you did get it, but not anywhere near as quick as Vinny. Nowhere near as quick as Vinny. I was trying to work out what you were asking at. I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, yeah, because yeah. But what's really exciting and actually quite refreshing and quite humbling for me, I should say, is that you've all got two questions right, which means that you all brought forward something you genuinely give a shit about, which is really nice. I actually got three right because I got one of Josh's right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, technically. So I actually... So you're actually the most autistic out of all of us then when it comes to video games by the sounds of it. Who knew? Well, that just leaves someone who's very handsome and wearing a Juventus shirt. Craig. No, I was talking about me. I'm the handsome young man in a Juventus shirt. And I've got the answer to all the questions. Okay. And obviously, the only really fair way to do it is to roll a D20. Is it? No, I'm joking. Uh, so, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'd packed up and gone home. There's a lot to weigh up here. I feel like I am shooketh by how compelled I was by all of your arguments. I would say Michael's intrigued me the most, but also it's difficult because I've played Pokemon and didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, can I just actually surrender? Because I don't think I could, I don't think I could live with myself if <laughs> fucking Pokemon won. <laughs> but the, the trouble is, though, not, not that Pokemon's not good. Like I fucking love Pokemon, but like, let's be real. Like, you can't do half the shit these two fucking talking about. Let's be real. As like an RPG game, yeah. And I, I will, you know, I will back my horse until it keels over and dies. But on this occasion, <laughs> I think I'm gonna pull him out of the race. Just straight up, I'm so I, I because I just know you know. What I mean? Is this a thing that's allowed in goats? Yeah, I mean you can you can fall on your sword if you want. Um, never been done before, but I know that you're not going to pick Pokemon, and I just think focus your energy of deliberation on those two. They're definitely better shouts than Pokemon, and this is the first and only time ever you're ever going to hear me say I was wrong. So fucking revel in it, okay? <laughs> Well, do you know what? Look, I've got a bit crazy with power here. Shit. And um, as well as the questions, I'm actually going to do something a bit rogue here. And I'm going to ask Vinny and Josh to just give me one paragraph in there just off the bonce on why their opponent's game shouldn't win. Oh. I mean, Josh, you've got loads of ammo against me. 
was gonna you're a troll <laughs> just just one word fucking oh, like no. dice roll combat system like <laughs> all of that is just Ooh. i lose <laughs> oh i can i got a lot to choose from here Okay, Josh, you go first, and I'm going to give Vinny some time to... It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the perfect game to be the GOAT, as long as it's fun. If those things don't distract from the funness, it doesn't have to be perfectly technical. I mean, they're both fun games. They're both fun games. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, it doesn't matter if something's not perfect in Morrowind or it's... I know, I'm just, shit. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, fun, just you know, I'm just asking them to tear each other to pieces. How they decide to do that right. could could be any way, you know. Maybe Josh thinks he's Fair going play. for the jugular by saying it's broken and shit, and I don't really care about that. But if he said it was actually a bit boring, mm. if he was like, the truth is it's a bit boring, maybe, maybe, maybe he swings it. Anyway, Josh, you've got, I'm going to literally put a timer on for 30 seconds. You just 30. got just what? fire accusations, not just about the game. Um, nothing else. Uh, uh, Vinny. <laughs> about me? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, Vinny, I'm going to tear you apart, boy. <laughs> right, Vinny. I'm sorry, Morrowind. Morrowind, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. But Morrowind is not the goat because you swing your sword. Your sword hits the enemy and it just has the audacity to say that you missed. And this will be the first four hours of anyone's playthrough because you don't have the skills to ever hit. But yet the sword still connects with their body perfectly. Very bad. Um, the game is all sorts of broken. There's loads of like things and uh, like calculations and uh, mechanics of the game that are just flat out broken so much so that in order to even play the game you need a you need a fan patch that's like been worked on for so long and fixes over 500,000 nuts that's a bit extreme a lot of bugs but in all honesty the biggest problem with Morrowind is I don't think it got the love it deserved the story was rushed towards the end and although like Vinny said it is one of the greatest it was very rushed and it never got finished and I believe the game could if it wasn't in development hell from lack of funding, could have been better. But it didn't get quite over the line. That was bang on a minute and was very, very good. I'm gonna say, Vinny, you've got you can have a minute as well. Okay. Josh, you really, you really that's that if Vinny doesn't come back from that, that was a very good teardown because you didn't just go for the broken. You the whole thing about maybe it could have been better. I didn't realise that the end of the game was a bit shit. I didn't know that. It's not a bit and now shit. Now I do. I I the thing it's not as great as the first like eighty percent of it. Like the, the last like five percent of it's like a little bit rushed. It falls off. It falls off a bit. But no like that wants... fight with Dagor Thur, like come on, Dagor Thur is fantastic. The whole time he's like talking he to you he does in that carry. booming voice he and he's just it. like, Come Nerva, friend or foe, come. And look upon the heart of Lorcan. You know, the whole I just I love all his voice lines. He's fantastic as a villain. Right, Vinny, you've got a minute. Tear apart Divinity Original Sin two, go. I played 20 hours of it and I haven't played any more since. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> also, I, I don't really like turn-based combat. I'm, I've never been a big fan of it other than Pokemon, but I just like that because it was Pokemon, you know? Oh, yeah. I actually hate turn-based combat as well. Like, I can't play Final Fantasy games that are like that. It just bores me to tears. But I can play Pokemon, but turn-based combat like that bores me to tears. Yeah, I don't know why that is. It's so simple, yeah. And the wiki's fucking shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Compared to the Morrowind wiki, come on. Yeah, wow. The Morrowind yeah, wiki's like if the Morrowind wiki's better than the Skyrim wiki. It's unreal how good it is. Tune in next week for Go uh, Game Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Terraria <will> probably win. <laughs> yeah, no, Terraria does win. Hands yeah. down. That's the obvious answer. Right. 
Okay, so that was your minute. Well, oh God, mate, that weirdly made it more difficult. <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> because the truth is, is like Divinity Original Sin 2 sounds like the objective answer. Like it's got a very well thought out, clever combat system. It's a lot of the things I like about an RPG other than turn-based, which I fucking just... Dis- does it have quest markers? Does it have quest markers? It does. Uh, so, that's it decided. Um, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no. Um, look. Oh, fuck. Skeleton sex. <laughs> oh, oh, no. The skeleton sex. It's so good. <laughs> you can't just ASMR skeleton sex into the how, how How many... Can you romance in... <laughs> Although he is talking Can to you video. romance in... Um, in in no, Morrowind. you can't romance in Morrowind. Well, uh, that... not 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 really. There's like a couple quests where you can kiss a guy up, but... in a really dodgy situation. <laughs> there's there's a really dodgy situation where you have to get some guy. It's like part of the main quest, and he's basically a creep. And he's like, if you kiss me, I'll give you like my yes. And that's like how you get the yes. You have to kiss this random guy. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, um, Divinity Original Sin is the winner. Um, just based on the fact that I think. What is the most compelling aspect of the human psyche? What makes the human condition tick? It's love. It's romance. And if that's not available to you in Morrowind, how can it possibly be as captivating and as enthralling as a game where I can fuck a skeleton? It's just, it's not possible. I should have just picked like some sexy flash. No, 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 no. no. Fucking nah. sex simulator. Big the romance and divinity. Free. This is not some video game smart. You can't just bang anything. You have to romance them over the course of like hours of gameplay. You got to spend time with them. You got to get them gifts. You got to do the full shabam. It's like a dating game, like dating sim at that point. That. I don't even do that in real life. That's <laughs> <laughs> not escapism. That's just real life. <laughs> right. Well. Anyway, that's it. That's final. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 is the greatest video game RPG of all time. I've been deliberately not saying the greatest RPG because I, without doubt, will fight on this hill until I'm blue in the face. The best RPG is Dungeons & Dragons. Go fuck yourself. It just is. It just absolutely is. It's a universe bigger than you could even fucking wrap your head around. It's, it's not bigger than real life. So. It, it almost is. Yeah, because it, it's, it's everything real life is, is plus people's imaginations on top. Yeah. Well, no, it's not, is it? Because the universe is always expanding. On that bombshell, thanks for listening to Goats, the greatest podcast of all time. I hope you, we've given you some sort of sweet relief from the agony that is life for a couple of hours. Sorry that you've got to go back to it. Tune in next week where we're going to be discussing... Summon. Anyway, thank you for listening. It's time for us all to go. Love, Love you, you, bye. Thank you, Josh, for coming on as well. Thank you, Josh. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you, Josh, it's for coming It's been a on. pleasure. Love you all, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, Love Mike is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just falling off the stand. <laughs>